you're listening to The Daily American. Now here's your host, Dan the Man. We're back with Daily American. First things first, just want to thank all the listeners around the world. Today we have with us Deuce Austin, reporting from PG County in the good old state of Maryland, right, right there outside of, uh, right near Washington, D.C. Deuce, welcome. What's going on, Dan? How you doing, man? Good, man. I actually met Deuce. Deuce is a another uh, big-time Steelers fan. I was living down in D.C. I got moved down there for work. Um I would go to the Dave and Buster's and Deuce would always be there and we'd watch the Steelers and root them on together. And that's how we connected. Deuce, why don't you right. kick us off with uh, your childhood a little bit and where you were born? So I'm uh, actually, I was born in uh, Fort Belleville, Virginia. Both of my parents are Marines. This might be a very interesting thing just to start with because most of the time you hear like military brat, they move all over the place. Well, because both my parents was in the same branch, we didn't go nowhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> so because they can't send one person, you know, like now my father did go. I remember he went to um, uh, Okinawa, Japan back when I was, it was like early 90s. Right. So I was a little kid, probably about six, seven. So I do remember that. But ever since that they always had their duty stations would have to be somewhere local. So my pops basically growing up, I remember him working right outside the Pentagon is called Henderson hall. That's a Marine Corps, uh, like administrative space that they do a lot of administrative stuff. So I remember he was stationed there a lot. Um, now my father was active duty and my mother was reserved. So pops did 22 years in the Marine Corps mom uh reserve and marine corps and then also working for the government so they couldn't send duty state like i couldn't they couldn't send one person to you know across the sea and then other person to you know wherever the case so i never got the experience of military brat like moving all over the place but i got all the military discipline (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you did (laughs) so uh, I told my pops, man, I said, you know, pops, I had to live like two different childhoods because there was a me outside the house and it was a me inside the house because we never lived. I, I never lived on base either. So we used to go to the military base a lot. Like, you know, we had access to it, but I never actually lived on the military base. So even that whole experience is, is very unique, something I don't know nothing about. I've always lived. We've always lived in PG County which is right outside Maryland. Uh, I mean, I was right outside of DC in Maryland. And um, my parents did have different duty states. Like my mother, the furthest she used to go was down Quantico in Virginia. And my pops, his last duty station was in, um, uh, I forgot the name, uh, uh, Camp Lejeune. Shit. I'm Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. And uh, every, every couple of weeks, every two weeks he'd drive back up. Cause you know, it's about five, six hour drive. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, um, I remember one of the fondest memories I have of my pops as far as that experience was I went down there for like a week with him. It was like Christmas break or something for school and went down there and just was hanging out on the base. <laughs> People thought I was in the military because I'm just, you know, I'm just hanging out on the base the whole time <laughs> while he was down there. And that was actually my first time actually staying like in a barracks because he was in the, he was in the barracks and stuff like that and eating in the child line. So it was like 
all of the military life shit. I mean, I've eaten MREs as a kid. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and my pops had me at the gun range when I was seven. So it's like I, I learned a lot of military stuff, but I'd never really been in the military aspect. Now, my mother did a lot of um, uh, uh, toys for tots. And okay. they did it down in um, D.C. There's a specific area that they do it. It's the 8th and 9th. Well, I, they call 8th and 9th as the station. Um, and so I had experiences with that when I was – what they would do is they had the military who did, like, processions and stuff. They would practice in the same big – it was like this big-ass warehouse where we filled up the trucks with the toys. But they also had the Marines practicing, you know, for their um, processions and stuff. And so I got to saw, see all of that, you know, the, the dress blues and everything. Very, 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 very uh, unique experience, you know, as far as it goes with me. But, um, yeah, man, you know, uh, not to get too much into it, but my childhood, I remember, you know, one of the things I always remember is me and my pops, every so often we go up to see the Orioles. The Orioles played up in Baltimore, and it wasn't a D.C., uh, what they call them, the Nationals. So it wasn't a Nationals. So we'd go up to, to the, see the Orioles games. And that was like one of the best things that me and my pops always did was go to them Orioles games. So uh, I always remember that. Yeah, it, was, Cal it, was, Ripken. it was pretty dope. <laughs> Cal Ripken. Yeah, Cal Ripken. Uh, they had Brady Anderson. I remember they had Roberto Alomar. And um, I wasn't there with the Eddie Murray. Like, I'm not that old. But Cal Ripken <laughs> definitely was the man. Definitely was the man. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Now, are, are your parents both still around? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, my, so... My father retired. He still works in the government in a in whatever capacity he works for, and my mother also. So yeah, they still together. They still hanging in. You know, I I go holler at them a lot. You know, they still young and spry. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. That's <laughs> good. Spry. Yeah, it's yes, probably indeed. because the military kept them in uh, good good physical shape, especially in the Marine Corps. Uh, to some degree, they got they got you know, but possibly still he got hundred percent disability. He could still move around, but he got some, you know, you get those issues uh, as far as, you know, back in the day, training and stuff. A little different than it is now. You know, had to, you know, comfort souls and things of that nature. So, yeah. But now yeah, they, you're not they kidding. Good. Especially nowadays, I think, uh, you know, they have stress cards and shit like that and infantryman's boot camp. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling. Um, even, right. you know. Right. 12, 13 years ago when I, when I went in, um, there was none of that, none of that bullshit. And that's just in, even in that short amount of time, everything is changed. Yeah, yeah. So compared to back in the day, um, it sh- sure probably has softened up a lot and it's not good for the grand scheme of things on the political stage. Uh, yeah, I, I can't speak on it cause I wasn't in, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, it's it's interesting because people ask me why or if I if my parents wanted me to join in, um, and quite honestly, now both my parents enlisted. Um, 9/11 was in 2001, and I was a junior in high school, and I said that the only way I would join up was if my mother, who was reserve, if she had got deployed. What happened was her unit, her because they. So I don't know if everybody noticed, but they sent out the reserves first. Active duty goes last. So my mother being reserved, her unit got called up first. So she went down to Cherry Point, North Carolina, and I'm in 11th grade. You know, it's like, 
I couldn't imagine having my mother go overseas to the to a war. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy to me. So I said that would be the way that I would enlist if my mother had to go to war and, you know, God forbid she actually died or something like that. That would be that would probably yeah, that would be it. So, um it didn't happen. They got she got sent down there. Um, we waited about three weeks or whatever. They did not call her unit up, so she came back home, and that was the end of that for me. Um, I did. Uh, I went to college, but my parents really didn't. It, it was an option, but I don't know if they really wanted me to join the military. I think they they wanted me to kind of do something different. Most of the people in my family are government employees in some capacity, and uh, as far as it goes with me, man, I'm just not a I, I I respect it. I wanted I, I gave it consideration when I re, um, graduated from the because you know because I was in in, in um, JROTC in high school and it was Air Force and I was getting good grades like I the shit you know because I grew up in the in the military family the shit was easy to me. It's just I didn't want to do it. I just didn't like I I felt like my trajectory was a little different and uh, so I don't you know I just didn't I ain't do it. Yeah, it's it. understandable. It's not, uh, you know, you had the discipline and everything from your parents. From being birth. Yeah, 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 from birth. My father yeah. was a drill instructor. <laughs> he was a drill instructor when I was in middle school. Elementary talk, school. talk to me about some, uh, you know, some of, <laughs> some of the discipline. Hit, hit, hit me with some of it. Um, you know, uh, Discipline is the instant willingness and obedience to all orders, respectful authority, self-reliance, and teamwork. Damn, he I, I told you that, the, didn't he? He told you that. <laughs> I, I can't tell you the last time I had to say it, <laughs> but damn, I still remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, though. I mean, that's probably why you turned out the way you did. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an interesting specimen. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, it, it was, it was, it was. Um, I, I think it was a like I didn't have to do like um hospital bed you know the corners on the bed and stuff like that it wasn't that extreme but there was definitely a lot of discipline um instilled in me growing up you know and uh i think that you know if i had joined the the military i probably would have gotten far in it to some capacity but i i felt I mean, personally, I just felt like there was more in me to do that may or may not have actually had to be in, in that environment. And uh, it wasn't no, like I said, it wasn't no pushback on it. Um, but the discipline definitely helped me out. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I used to live on the other side of the street of, of, of the law, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> and some of those disciplined tactics and, and, and wisdoms definitely held a hand in me not getting caught up in you know goofy shit so um thank the lord i don't have any records of that so uh the statute of limitations nothing ever actually happened you know that kind of thing um but yeah it, it was different it was different growing up because you got a lot now so i went to a school we it wasn't a hood you know it wasn't like uh fucking what was that movie uh higher learning it wasn't hood hood like that but it was a hood school and because I was the only, you know, the military kids lived on a certain area in the community as they was in base housing. I wasn't even in that. 
So nobody knew unless they knew that I was my parents were military. So I had to navigate going through hood stuff and street stuff with all this, you know, people who didn't operate the same way. You know, it's hard to when you're taught that you're, you know, and it's not no, it's not really much different than any. I don't think it's too, too many, you know, boys who have fathers who aren't being taught like your word is your bond. Like you stick behind your word. You know, you say you're going to do something, you do it. And then you go out here in the world and niggas is just, they just doing whatever. They got no code, no ethics, no morality scale. And you got to adjust to that it, it, with all of that internal, you know, uh, do it yourselfness and kind of self-reliance type of thing. So the work ethic, you know, was different. Um, and I noticed that as I got older, you know, when you, you know, you go working jobs and things like that, you can tell the people who just got no, no sense of structure in their life and no discipline in it. And, um, you know, that's, that's helped me get far in, in certain aspects and certain aspects. I, I have to say it has been a detriment because it took me a long time to be more, uh, congenial and be a more people person type of thing. Cause my father, again, my pops was a Marine one and he was a drill instructor. So he's training people to be Marines. So there ain't too much empathy. There's not too much, uh, Hey, let's have a chat. You know, that type of shit. It's <laughs> yeah. Just, it's, it's, yeah. It's a lot of rigid. So, um, I had to learn that throughout the course of my life. So it was, a, you know, learning lessons on both ends. Yeah. It's kind of, it's definitely interesting because PG County, <clears throat> I mean, I lived, uh, I was working out, I lived in Silver Spring, but I was working in PG County and it's definitely even, even nowadays it's, it's rough around the edges. Um, and then dealing with, you know, two Marines as parents, I could see how there's like a, a conflict there. You're going to school, you got these, these dudes running the streets. Uh, but right. yeah, it's not like, it's not like you have some cake life back home either. Like, like you're getting all the discipline right. and, right. and, and everything that they're not getting. <laughs> And yeah, I can see how it's definitely, you know, I had to, it definitely yeah, was I had to unique. Walk a very, very thin line because, you know, you say stupid stuff out in the street, you know, and they, they, they come and uh, steal your clothes or something like that. Put you at gunpoint, you say some stupid stuff at home. I'm getting thousands of calisthenics <laughs> <laughs> and cleaning, cleaning floors with toothbrushes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But, yes. you know, it's interesting because I had a, um, like I said, man, my pops had me, you know, I was shooting firearms when I was about seven years old. And it's very interesting when you talk to, you know, when I, when I, when I talk to people, we talk about guns and stuff and people are just like, I, 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 I don't subscribe to a, to a lot of the, I'm going to just, I don't want to be too political, but I just don't subscribe to a lot of the policies that the particular county that I'm in, the particular state that I'm in operates under and it's really because that's just i mean it wasn't taboo to me it's not like you know pop we were just sitting around talking about guns all day but you know he got me exposed to it and i always say when people are properly exposed to something then they can know how to moderate themselves with it i ain't never had to shoot on nobody you know what i'm saying like i i put my fist up if i got an issue with somebody but it's because i was exposed to what a firearm is for and the proper use of it. So when I was seven, I knew the five, you know, the, the five rules about fi- uh, handling firearms. Uh, it wasn't a taboo thing. But now you see these goofy kids, they want to, you know, be uh, try to make videos and shit, and they're shooting themselves in the foot and stuff. 
it, it, it's stupid to me, but that's because they weren't probably, uh, probably exposed to it. That's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that that's a interesting thing as far as like growing up childhood that made me different than other people. Cause when everybody, you know, they had guns, they thought that was cool or whatever the case. I mean, I saw it as like, Hey dude, you're not, you got your finger on the trigger, man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah that's i think that resonates with a, with a lot of people especially you know your your um law-abiding citizens i mean the second amendment's key to they right. start they, they they take away the guns from those who abide by the rules and those that are trained and understand how to use a weapon the bad guys are still going to get the guns the, 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 the dudes running the streets and selling drugs or, or gang banging or what have you. They're still going to, they're still going to get the guns. So are the fucking crazy ass kids shooting up fucking, um, high schools and middle schools. They're still going to steal their parents' right. guns and get them too. So that's not going to do anything, but the law abiding citizens, it's key to protect that, to, to keep our second amendment, um, or tyranny, and let's be honest, just, let's, we see what's going on right now <laughs> in other world politics. So it's like, yeah, man, it's a little different ball game. So Yeah, shit's crazy. So today's February 24th, 2022. I guess yesterday, the 23rd, Russia decided to bombard and invade Ukraine. And, you know, I think now China's getting ready to try to take back Taiwan. And the whole world, I mean, you know, I think it's the beginning of world war three but again i could be a little bit dramatic with that but that this shit's certainly not good um and our political landscape and the way the west in general especially the united states looks is isn't good with uh with our current administration again we don't we don't partake in politics on the daily american but it is kind of a huge event that it's uh you know when it gets brought up in conversation it's hard to stray away from but right anyhow do so um high school did you play sports or or how was how was high school I wasn't I wasn't in the sports uh and part of it was because I didn't go to a neighborhood school so it wasn't really easy for me to get to and from school if it wasn't on the bus. So I was taking, you know, the bu- the the uh, school bus, not not like the uh the uh, county public transportation. It really wouldn't have been close for me to get public transportation neither. And this is before Ubers and Lyft and stuff like that. So if that was around then, I probably would have played sports. I was I tried out to play basketball, but, uh, you know, the coach had his, I mean, but honestly, the coach had his guys that he wanted to be on the team. I wasn't one of those guys because he was a neighborhood from the neighborhood. So all the little neighborhood kids was the ones who was on the team. Wasn't no big deal. I wasn't trying to live no Jordan fantasies. I just gave it a shot. (laughs) But uh, I would have probably played soccer. So here go a crazy one. Interestingly enough, I've always liked playing soccer. So um, I, I was going to try out to play soccer, but I think the year I tried to try out, they didn't have enough money for the team, so they didn't have the team. I was like, well, damn. So that was that. I gave consideration to football. I'm a bigger guy than I was in high school. I graduated high school. I was a, 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 a light pole at 185 and 5'11". So I was very skinny. Um, I, I would have won, you know, I guess they would have tried to beef me up going to the gym or something like that, you know, but I wasn't in that mindset then. So, like I said, I did four years at, uh, AFJROTC. So that was what I did. Um, unfortunately, man, I, I mean, it doesn't matter, but I could have gotten very high in that simply because, you know, I was about my business. So I, I, I was good at it. I did my thing. 
and they wanted me to uh, be. It doesn't matter. I'm not. Re- I don't relive. The, I don't relive high school. It's just. It's just coming up in this conversation. But no, nah, I didn't play any sports when I got to college. I gave a lot of consideration to playing football, and then I ended up going to a school that didn't have a football team. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that was it. I went to uh, it's called Coppin. It's in Baltimore. I went there for two years. They gave me the biggest scholarship, so that's the only reason I went. Um, and then I transferred to Bowie. But by the time I got to Bowie, I wasn't thinking about no football. I was uh, on the other side of the, st- the other side of the streets. And I was making a substantial amount of money that I looked at the football team while they was wearing swishy pants and the same, you know, little flip-flops every day. I was wearing probably about three grand worth of clothes every day. And I was driving this big-ass Cadillac. I was like, yeah, y'all can keep that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, that seems like a good place to to let – to to let off and and we'll continue this next week but before we we get going i want to mention you mentioned toys for tots now i'm not sure if it's strictly just um a marine corps drive or if it's a military drive throughout but i know around the christmas time you're basically collecting um collecting toys tons of toys to give out to kids now i don't know if they're this are they disabled or are they just underprivileged it's just uh, what they it's, it's all kids. It doesn't okay, cool. really. They don't have much discrimination. You just got to go to you know, like they post out where they're at so that they're doing the toy drives and things like that. So if you need toys, they'll go to schools. They'll go to hospitals. They'll go to like I. They do toys for time. Well, they do collections at different big events and stuff like that. But then they go around to like the schools and stuff and pass them out. There was like ways back then that you could get on lists. So that they could just send it to you from all over. So it was it was a very great like that's one of those good things that you felt good about giving back. And like I said, I wasn't in the military, but I still was very uh, had some active participation in it because we used to collect all the toys and, and separate them and put them in the truck so they could go out to people and stuff like that. So it was really dope. They really dope. Yeah, it's that's pretty awesome. There's another. There's another. Um, speaking of toys for tots, I remember my brother. I think I was in like seventh grade he was in the marines um and they did the toys for tots and you know i didn't get any christmas presents for my parents growing up none so i remember he he had just gone back from iraq or he didn't leave yet and they did one of those toys he took so many toys threw them in his trunk yeah i was the happiest kid ever like 12 yeah, man. 12 years old um it's, it's another an, yeah for sure another charity um it's not as known as toys for tots but it's a soldier's child, it's called, and it's basically for um, gold star families. So either a mother or father was was killed while while deployed um, at war, and you know there, there's a charity out there. You donate, you know. Hopefully, you guys are listening. Somebody can donate to to a soldier's child, and you know help take care of um, the families of those who took care of us and, and gave the ultimate sacrifice. Right, um, with, right, with that right. being said, you guys stay tuned next Wednesday, 9 a.m. Deuce, Deuce will be back, and Thank we'll go from me. there. Absolutely, Deuce. Indeed.